of City Council. Today is Tuesday, October 10th at 5 p.m. This is the meeting that's the City Council as well as acting as successor agency to the Redevelopment Agency, the Rialto Utility Authority, and Rialto Housing Authority. Madam City Clerk, roll call please. Present. Member Kim and Present. Council Member Trujillo. Present. Council Member Scott. Present. Council Member Baca. Present. City Attorney Eric Bell. Present. Uh, Aaron Brown, Deputy City Manager. Present. Oh, you were six foot? Okay. Thank you. Um, oh, okay. We will now move uh, into closed session, and I would ask uh, our city attorney if he would lead us into closed session. Thank you, Mayor. I'd be happy to do that. We have three items on your closed session tonight. The first is uh, discussion of public employee appointment with regard to the position of city manager. We have an item of conference with legal counsel on one item of existing litigation, Quintero versus City of Rialto. And our last item is a conference with your labor negotiator, Assistant City Manager Aaron Brown, HR Director Shauna Curry. There are no members of the public present, and we haven't received any request for comment on the closed session item, so we're free to recess into closed session. Okay, and I guess um, not see any one for public comments, or and I'm sure you have not received any. Not for closed okay. session. Okay, so with that, if there's any. Uh, Moved move by uh, Mayor Pro Tem uh, Carazales and seconded by Councilmember Baca. Any objections? Hearing none. We are in closed session. Bye.
Good evening, everyone. I'd like to call this meeting to order today. This is a regular city council meeting of City of Rialto, Tuesday, October 10th at 6.37 p.m. And this is also uh, the meeting which is acting as a successor agency for the Redevelopment Agency, the Rialto Utility Authority, and the Rialto Housing Authority. Madam City Clerk, uh, would you be so kind as to give us, uh, to take roll call, please. Mayor Robertson. Present. Mayor Pro Tem Caricello. Present. Councilmember Trujillo. Present. Councilmember Scott. Present. Councilmember Baca. Present. City Treasurer Correa. Present. City Attorney Eric Bell. Present. Assistant City Manager Aaron Brown. Present. <laughs> okay. Thank you. Now I would ask if everybody would uh, please stand and join us in the Pledge of Allegiance. Councilmember Rafael Trujillo will lead us and then remain standing for Pastor Dr. Victor Nolan, Word in Action Christian Center for Invocation. Thank you. Let's, let's bow. Father, Lord God, we thank you for this assembly. We ask God that you look upon them, guide them. We thank you for the mayor and everyone that makes up the cabinet. We just ask that you give them wisdom, understanding, and insight as they navigate through this night. Also, Lord, we got, before we set out, we looked up the, the countries that are at war. We just ask that you breathe upon the city and everyone that lives in our city. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Madam Mayor, if I may have a quick point of question for this real quick. Yes. Uh, if we could all remain standing, I'd like to have a moment of silence uh, for many of the victims that have been killed in Israel with the war that is currently going on right now and that we pray for an end to the war. Thank you. Okay. Now, City Attorney, uh, you would be so kind as to report out closed session. I'd be happy to do that, Mayor. There were three items on uh, the Council's agenda for closed session this evening. Uh, those are listed in the agenda. The Council uh, engaged in all three of the items, gave direction to staff. There was no other reportable action on those items. All right, and that's it, so thank you. Okay, doing, uh, we're into presentation and proclamations, and I believe uh, we have, this is, it was posted earlier, this is proclamations to acknowledge Water Professional Appreciation Week, which is October 7th through the 15th of 2023, and I believe, if I'm not mistaken, are there people here to receive uh, the various, uh, recognitions for the school district, Veolia uh, for Rialto Water Services, and West Valley Water District, and Fontana Water District. Are they here? 
Oh, okay. I, I just kind of look. Okay, then I will. And as I receive and present these, I believe, um, if I'm not mistaken, thank you, Hayes. Girl, how are you? Um, okay, this is for Water, Water Professional Appreciation Week, and I'm just going to read uh, briefly some parts of it. And it looks like we got them, they put them in the wrong order here. <laughs> Starting off with the groups, I'm so sorry. Okay. Okay. That's Montana water. Thanks, Valley. Wouldn't it be the last one? Okay. <laughs> All right. Okay. It says, whereas water is the life, lifeblood of California, and without safe and reliable water, no community and no sector of the economy can thrive or expand. And whereas now more than ever, the water industry is proud of the important role our essential workers play in making sure our communities have safe and reliable drinking water. And jump down a few here. Whereas water professionals at local public water and wastewater agencies work 24-7 to maintain and upgrade their systems and improve the safety and resiliency of local water supplies for their communities. And whereas thousands of essential water, wastewater, and recycled water industry of professionals in the state dedicate their careers to keeping drinking water, recycled water, and treated wastewater safe and reliable for the use of Californians. Now, therefore, I, Deborah Robertson, Mayor of the City of Rialto, along with the City Council, do hereby proclaim October 7th through the 15th as Water Professionals Appreciation Week and extend its sincere gratitude to the Rialto Water Service as operated by Veolia in appreciation to the water professionals who work 24 seven, 365 days. Signed by myself and attested to by Ms. McGee, our city clerk. All right, thank you guys. Thank you. Ed, uh, could you be so kind as to come and join? Do you want to read? Okay, thank you. guys. Thank you. All right. I'll thank you, too. Okay, the next group I would ask if uh, could come up would be um, Fontana Water Company. All right, and pretty much, uh, I think we have some of the same whereas, with the exception that I will say, again, whereas water professionals at local public water and wastewater agencies work 24 to maintain and upgrade their systems and improve the safety and resiliency of local water supplies for their communities, and whereas thousands of essential water, wastewater, and recycled water industry professionals in the state dedicate their careers to keeping drinking water, recycled water, and treated wastewater safe and reliable for use in California. 
Now, therefore, I, Deborah Robertson, Mayor of the City of Rialto, along with the City Council, do hereby proclaim October 7th and 15th as Water Professionals Appreciation Week and extend its sincere gratitude to Fontana Water Company, who also provides services to our, our, our residents, in appreciation to the water professionals who work 24 7, 365. Thank you. Thank you, President. And I believe um, West Valley Water District. We're continuing to. And the same, pretty much the same things have been repeated here for uh, West Valley Water District. West Valley Water District also provides water to a number of our residents uh, in our northern part of the city, and I believe even to the south to some degree. So again. We would like to extend a sincere gratitude to West Valley Water District in appreciation to the water professionals who work 24 7, 365 days, signed by myself and attested to by our city clerk. All right, thank you, guys. And then the last, I believe, is for our school district. Is there someone here for Rialto Unified School District? Not right. It's a little different words. Okay. Thank you. And this says, whereas water is the lifeblood of California and, within safe and, and without safe and reliable water, no community and no sector of the economy, from high tech to manufacturing to agriculture, can thrive or expand. And whereas, thanks to the Rialto Unified School District STEM CARES Hydro Science Program offers a hands-on learning experience focused on career opportunities in water technology for students entering the 12th grade. And whereas the Rialto Unified School District STEM CARE Hydro Science Program introduces children to the benefit of a career in water and wastewater. And Whereas the Rialto Unified School District STEM Care Hydro Science Program recognizes that children are the future of the water and wastewater industry professionals and maintain that our water and to maintain that our water and wastewater system operates 24-7-365. Now therefore, I, Deborah Robertson, Mayor of the City of Rialto, along with the City Council, do hereby proclaim October 7th through the 15th, 2023, as Water Professional Appreciation Week and extend the sincere gratitude to Rialto Unified School District STEM Care Hydro Science Program in appreciation to fostering the development of our future water and wastewater professionals. Signed by myself and the city clerk. So thank you. All right, thank you so much. That concludes the presentation. One more, but I don't know if we were able to reach Miss Woods. I don't believe Miss Woods mm -hmm. is here. So if not, we will uh, present. We will hold and present hers for the next council meeting in October.
All right. So now we're on to oral communications. And uh, Madam City Clerk, is there any oral communications? Yes, we have a speaker, Anna Gonzalez. Okay. Ms. Gonzalez? Okay. That. Good evening, Madam Mayor, Council, staff, and community. Ana Gonzalez, 26-year uh, resident here of the city of Rialto. I just wanted to uh, come and do a public comment to comment on the general plan update. Um, so it has been a wonderful experience so far with staff and, and the inclusion of the advisory committee. However, um, I haven't seen a lot of outreach to our actual community. Um, it, it seems like they're in the dark of what's happening with the general plan update. I know we were promised more community meetings so community can be involved and not just hear from the advisory committee. Um, we are aware that the, com the comments for the general plan update are due October 17th for the elements that were released with the potential policies that are being considered. However, I ask that we extend that deadline for a little bit because um, a lot more communities finding, up, uh, founding, uh, finding out about it and they need more time to review the documents. Mm -hmm. And we're planning to host some events uh, to include communities input, but we ask that the city extend the deadline. Um, so we give that uh, the community that's being engaged in this process has more time to review and is able to comment on um, those elements that are more, more important to them. And so that's the reason why I'm here, to ask that of staff and, and council to direct staff uh, to please give us that extension. Also, inclusivity of our Spanish-speaking community is almost non-existent. And as you all know, more than 40% of our population here in the city of Rialto speaks Spanish only. And so we need more time to include community and that's all I'm asking tonight. Thank you so much. Thank you. Okay. Was there anyone else? I just received oral this communication? Uh, for, I, I'm not sure what the, the name is, but they want to speak on homeless. Whoever put this in. There's no name, so. Hi, good evening, everyone. Um, good evening. Brenda Parker. I wanted to speak because um, on the homelessness issue because I've noticed that the encampment of our homelessness population is constantly growing and it is growing rapidly, especially under the 210 freeway. And because of that growth, we also have a growth of debris and blight and everything that goes along with people just disposing of things in an inappropriate way. So I'm asking council and uh, the city to get together and let's see what we can do to resolve this issue before it gets way out of hand and it seems to be getting worse and worse. I do have to give our police department some kudos because when we did call them on issues like people in camping at the bus stops and in the middle of our walkways, they responded expeditiously and asked the people to move on and did what they could to make sure that that particular issue at that time was resolved. 
However, because of this growing encampment, because of the growing trash that's happening in Rialto, and because of just the growing blight that's happening because of our homeless community, whatever we can do and whatever whatever we can do to help these our homeless sisters and brothers, then I think that we need to put some efforts towards that. But most importantly, we need to put efforts in keeping our city clean because it is becoming trash. And so we need to make sure that we are very aware of that. If there's anything I as a community member can do and help in these efforts, I would be more than willing to do that. But I'm asking that you please pay attention to what is happening to our city, and what is happening to our community, and what is happening to um, our residents because they're going through our trash cans. And not only are they going through our trash cans, of course, you know, it's always the risk of identity theft, but as they're going through our trash cans, they're leaving the trash on the ground. They're taking the trash out of the trash cans, leaving them on the ground, uh, on the ground. So that's, that's really a big issue. So please take a moment, maybe 10 moments, maybe 20 moments, and let's get our city um, clean again because it's starting to look awful. Thank you. Thank you. Madam Mayor, that's everyone else's for tabs. Okay. All right, now we will move into uh, the agenda in its entirety. Is there anyone that needs to recuse themselves or is anyone wanting to pull anything from the uh, consent calendar for discussion? Okay, I have a motion for Motion by uh, Councilmember Baca to uh, move. Second. And I have a second from uh, Mayor Pro Tem Carazales to move on the consent calendar. Any objections? Hearing none, then we will move from there into uh, our tab items. Motion carries. First tab item will be tab number one. It's a public hearing. And uh, Mr. Casey, you're up. Thank you. Good evening, Honorable Mayor, Mayor Pro Tem, and Council Members. Um, my name is Daniel Casey, Principal Planner, City of Rialto, and I'll be making the staff presentation on Tab 1 tonight. Um, tab 1 is an application that's filed by AIREF Rialto Commerce Center 2 LP. Uh, the file numbers for reference are conditional development permit number 2022-0002, precise plan of design number 2022-0001, and environmental assessment review number 2022-0009. And tonight's uh, tab item is in regard to an appeal of the Planning Commission's decision of the applications that I just stated. Um, but first I'll go into some of the background of the project and give you some of the project details. So on this first slide, I'm showing you here the project site. Um, you can see it indicated in the red boundary on the map. Um, the project site is cons consists of one parcel of land that's 13.83 acres in size. It's located at the northeast corner of Rialto Avenue and Lilac Avenue. The site has a general plan land use designation of light industrial and a zoning designation of light manufacturing, also known as M1. Um, you can see on the aerial image some structures there. This site was formerly occupied by um, Orange County Lumber. It was a lumber yard. Um, and then you can see to the no immediately to the north, there was a rail line, or still is a rail line there, that serviced this facility. Um, further to the north, you have the Bud Bender Park and Rialto Cemetery. 
and to the east of the project site is the Rialto Police Station. And then to the south of the project site are several uh, industrial buildings. And then also to the west of the site are also several industrial buildings. Um, and then I'll just note that there are residential uses to the northwest of the project site. So what the applicant has proposed to do with this site is to redevelop it into a 299,780 square foot industrial warehouse building and then install associated on-site and off-site improvements. This next slide shows you the site design that the applicant has proposed. Um, the applicant intends to place the building on the north end of the site. Um, then a tr an enclosed truck court, fully enclosed truck court would be on the south side uh, facing Rialto Avenue. This was intentionally laid out this way to ensure that the truck court does not face Bud Bender Park, the cemetery, or those residential uses further to the north. Uh, that enclosed truck court uh, will have 38 dock doors to service the trucks. Um, then there will be passenger vehicle parking lots on the north, east, and west sides of the building. Uh, the building is set back approximately 130 feet from uh, those uh, park and cemetery uses. Uh, so there is a substantial buffer between the building and those uses. Um, as far as access to the site, that'll be provided with four new driveways that I've indicated there with the red arrows on the map. Um, there will be three driveways on Lilac Avenue. Uh, the northerly driveway will be 32 foot in width. That's for passenger vehicles uh, and emergency vehicles only. The middle driveway will also have a 32 foot width. Same thing, passenger vehicles and um, emergency vehicles only. Then the southerly driveway on Lilac Avenue will provide access for both trucks and passenger vehicles. However, there is a condition of approval that was uh, attached to the uh, conditional development permit um, that restricts, prohibits trucks from entering or exiting the site north on Lilac. So all the trucks need to use Rialto, make a quick left on Lilac, and then into the facility. No, nothing north of the site through the sensitive residential park areas. And then one last driveway on Rialto Avenue on the very east end of the site, a 50-foot wide driveway that will also provide access for trucks and passenger vehicles. Um, next slide, just showing you a rendering of the building that's proposed. Um, this is looking, if we were at the intersection of Rialto and Lilac, looking northeast towards the building. Um, you can see on the elevations here that there's significant wall plane relief with various uh, pop-outs, uh, concrete pillars, um, as well as height variations. The building height ranges from 41 and a half feet up to 49 feet, which the M1 zone that this uh, building is, uh, is proposed in has a maximum height allowance of 75 feet. Um, the exterior of this building will be of concrete tilt-up walls. It'll have a paint palette of six colors, mostly various gray tones with some accents. Um, the generous amounts of glazing on all four sides of the building. Panel reveals uh, metal accents, and then those concrete pillars that I, I uh, mentioned earlier will also be on all four sides of the building. Next slide showing you the landscape plan. Orientation here is a little different. So the right side of the exhibit is north. That's where the park and um, cemetery would be. Um, the applicant's proposed landscape coverage is 11.3%, which exceeds the 10% minimum requirement. Um, that landscaping mostly comes in the form of a proposed 26-foot landscape setback along the entire frontage of Rialto Avenue, and then also a 16-foot landscape setback along the entire frontage of Lilac Avenue. Um, the applicant will plant uh, uh, a variety of gra uh, shrubs, ground cover, and trees throughout all the planters on site and also in the parkways along Rialto Avenue and Lilac Avenue. 
Um, one key feature of this project is that uh, the site will no longer need the rail service that it currently has. And so with this, uh, that rail service will be eliminated. And what that will allow is currently the Pacific Electric Trail um, that extends from, um, I believe, Claremont all the way over here to Rialto, currently dead ends at Cactus Avenue, will now be able to continue eastward as a result of the redevelopment of this site. Um, with this project, the applicant has uh, proposed a voluntary contribution of over $1.6 million towards the construction of the trail that is immediately adjacent to the northern boundary of their site. I've indicated it on this map here uh, in that red boundary. Just moving on to some of the analyses that were prepared for this project. Uh, there was a traffic analysis prepared by Urban Crossroads. Uh, the trip generation looked at the existing vehicle trips from the uh, lumber yard and then also what, the, what this warehouse would generate. Um, it is expected that the warehouse would generate 518 daily vehicle trips. Of those, 208 would are estimated at worst case to be truck trips, and then 310 would be passenger car trips. Uh, this would result in an increase of 204 daily car trips and 177 daily truck trips compared to the previous lumberyard use. Um, the study did analyze uh, 17 intersections in the city and also determined a fair share payment of a little over $275,000 to go towards improvements to, to various intersections in the city. Um, next, along with that traffic analysis, um, the routing of the trucks were, uh, was also analyzed and examined by staff and the applicant. Uh, the Planning Commission ultimately uh, placed a condition of approval on the project that would require the trucks to uh, enter and exit the site via Rialto Avenue Lilac, but head west on Rialto Avenue. And then when they get to the intersection of Cactus, to, to use Cactus south towards Merrill, and then take Merrill west to Cedar, which is the nearest truck route. Uh, the reason for doing this is that that way the trucks will avoid uh, passing by several schools that exist on Rialto Avenue between Cactus and Cedar Avenue. So this is a condition of approval that the applicant uh, agreed to and was, was placed on the project. Um, furthermore, in terms of environmental, or California Environmental Quality Act, uh, there was an initial study that was prepared for the project by TMB Planning. Uh, the initial study determined that the project will have a less than significant impact on the environment with the incorporation of mitigation. Um, as a result, a mitigated negative declaration was prepared. That initial study mitigated negative, de negative declaration was circulated for a 30-day public comment period that ran from May 15, 2023 to June 13, 2023. Uh, five comment letters were received during that period. Um, four were opposition letters, one, one of which was uh, the same letter that was signed by a group of 31 Rialto residents. Um, and then there was also one general comment letter uh, that was provided by South, South Coast Air Quality Management District. The project uh, was ultimately presented to the Planning Commission on July 26, 2023. Um, after consideration, the Planning Commission voted 3-2 with two vacancies uh, to approve the project. Subsequently, on August 10th, um, 15 days after the Planning Commission approval, an appeal was filed uh, by Ms. Anna Gonzalez, Executive Director of the uh, Center uh, for Community Action and Environmental Justice, also known as CCAEJ. 
Um, the appellant's appeal seeks to have the uh, City Council overturn the Planning Commission's approval of the project. Um, in the appeal form, which is attached to your gender report, the applicant, or the appellant, excuse me, cited various concerns with the project's land use compatibility, zoning compliance, um, alternative uses, the advertisement of the mitigated negative declaration, um, comments from an economic development committee meeting, the public noticing, cumulative impacts of the project, sustainable design features, and community benefits. Um, staff has had a chance to review the uh, appeal, and as is documented in the staff report before you tonight, and also in the project's initial study that was, that was prepared for the project, the project is consistent. Uh, contrary to the assertions made by the appellant, the project is consistent with the underlying M1 zoning designation. It does meet the development standards uh, required by the Rialto Municipal Code. Um, the design that, is, that was approved by the Planning Commission and is before the City Council tonight incorporates a greater buffer than is required by the Municipal Code to further separate uh, the building from those sensitive uses. The layout of the building was done intentionally to uh, place all the operations in a direction away from any of those sensitive uses to the north. Um, the MND was also advertised, and, and the public hearing notice were also advertised in compliance with city policy and state law. Um, they were also, uh, public hearing notice for the Planning Commission and the City Council did include uh, disclosures in Spanish language. And that they, lastly, the uh, initial study determined that the project will not have a significant impact on the environment and did analyze the cumulative impacts. So in summary, the project ultimately that was approved by the Planning Commission, it, again, it is consistent with the M1 zone, Chapter 18.112 of the Rialto Municipal Code, and then also those existing industrial uses that are to the south and west of the site. As I mentioned, the site has been designed specifically to take into account those sensitive uses. Um, extensive landscaping will also be planted around the building to further reduce noise and aesthetic impacts. Um, this project will ultimately serve to redevelop and, and improve an existing industrial site with the highest and best use that is permitted in the M1 zone. Um, and the public hearing notices for this uh, appeal hearing tonight were mailed to all uh, property owners within 1,000 feet of the project site, and it was also, uh, a notice was also sent for publication to the San Bernardino Sun newspaper. And with that, the staff recommends that the City Council adopt the resolution uh, before you tonight, denying the appeal and upholding the Planning Commission's decision uh, to approve the project. That concludes the staff presentation. Um, the applicant would like, the project applicant would like to make a presentation for the council as well, and the appellant would also like to speak on the project tonight as well. Okay. So uh, why don't we start with the project applicant okay. and his presentation. Thank you, Daniel. Good evening, Mayor Robertson, council members. Thank you for hearing this matter this evening. I'm Peter Schaefer with Aries Industrial Management. We're the owners and developers of the subject property. We agree with the staff report and its conclusions, and we ask you to deny the appeal tonight. Aries develops Class A industrial buildings that we hold and manage internally for the long term. This model of long-term ownership requires that we design buildings to the highest standards to attract first-class tenants today and in the future. 
As mentioned, the site has a long history of industrial use as a lumber yard dating back about 70 years. Operations included outdoor woodworking shop, outdoor storage, shipping via large trucks and diesel powered trains. There was a forklift repair station, underground diesel fuel storage tanks. The office building contained asbestos containing materials. There was no stormwater management system. There were approximately 30 employees where most earned about $15 an hour. The lumber yard was the last customer served on the rail line. When we purchased the property in November of 2021, we terminated all agreements with the railroad, which will allow the development of the Pacific Electric Trail. The proposed development features a large truck court, as mentioned, screened from public view with 38 dock doors and notably 59 on-site trailer parking stalls. There are 190 linear feet of on-site truck queuing at the Lilac entrance and 240 linear feet of on-site truck queuing at the Rialto Avenue entrance. The abundance of parking and on-site queuing is all provided for operational efficiency for the tenant but also to keep trucks off of city streets. We consulted with the Rialto Police Department to ensure they were satisfied with the design. We've addressed all of their safety concerns. The building is applying for LEED Silver certification by the US Green Building Council for efficiency standards. The low impact development stormwater management system will collect stormwater treat it and filter back into the ground with massive underground infiltration chambers. The project features significant benefits, including a modern facility to remove blight and strengthen the economy, local jobs so residents don't have to commute to Ontario, Orange County and LA, and about 6.8 million in benefits, $233,000 of school fees for the Rialto Unified School District, almost 3 million in public right-of-way improvements, including sidewalks, landscaping, street paving, and the undergrounding of overhead power lines on Lilac and Rialto Avenue. Approximately 1.7 million in development impact fees, which includes approximately 839,000 for transportation impacts. Daniel mentioned an additional 276,000 in fair share contributions for specific transportation upgrades and a $1.6 million voluntary contribution to the city for public facility, transportation infrastructure, and public safety improvements. The development will be built substantially with high-skilled union labor, ensuring good wages and local sourcing, including Laborers International, the carpenters, electricians, operators, plumbers, and pipe fitters. Again, we appreciate your consideration this evening. We ask you to deny the appeal at this time, I can answer any questions you may have. Our CEQA consultants are also here to address any questions. Um, and I'd like to reserve um, any remaining time I may have to respond to comments later in the evening. Thank you. All right, thank you. I don't think we have any questions now. I would uh, ask that we let the, um, the uh, appellate respond or present, yes. 
All right, good evening. Um, thank you again for this opportunity. So yes, I am the one that filed the appeal for this uh, project. Um, my home is actually about 150 feet away from this project. I'm directly across the street from Bud Bender Park, which is 68, about 68 feet away from the project as well. And as you have heard me so many times, I am very worried about the air quality of our community, the noise pollution and light pollution that would be de detrimental to this community. Um, but more specifically, um, as I was looking at the zoning codes of the city and the state and just the consistency of the zoning that's there right now as M1, um, I double, triple check that there were no um, logistics uh, type uses for this type of zoning. Uh, although it's a light manufacturing zone, uh, when I read the project or the proposed project um, scope of work, it doesn't seem like it's gonna be a manufacturing facility. And so then that right, that right there raised a red flag. Um, in my um, appeal letter, I literally copied and pasted um, the uses that are permitted for M1 from the city's uh, website codes and what I found on the zoning for this um, type of, of, of land. Um, also, a big concern, um, the 25-foot height limit that was a part of this um, uh, type of zone usage was also a concern. As I understand, this project would be over 25 feet uh, height. Um, and then most importantly, the transparency about the way this project was brought to the community. Um, I did a survey of the three blocks, so it was Second Street and then all the blocks around the cul-de-sacs and everything. Uh, most of that community, about 75% of them speak Spanish. Um, and when I asked them if they understood when they received the notice for the MND, they said they didn't know what that meant or or what it, what it said or how to go about it. So I, I took the time to talk to my neighbors and, and yes, I am the one that helped um, each and every one of them write that opposition letter um, after explaining to them what this project was about and clearly they were not in favor of this type of, of uh, development to come into our community. They would prefer a grocery store or more housing um, and I know, uh, Councilmember Scott, I spoke to you about this project and, and shared my concerns with you. And I know I heard a lot about you know the, the zoning that's already zoned industrial and I get it. However, going back to the zone, um, the codes that are there, I still don't see any logistics or, or storage uh, allowance for this type of, of zoning. Um, and then also after speaking to a lot of the community members, they wanted to be involved and, and, and learn about what the MND versus the CEQA document meant. Uh, but again, there was no opportunity for them or, you know, just the system doesn't work for our community. And, and it's really hard to get all these families to understand what these documents mean and, and really um, issue uh, intentional letters and explaining what they want. There was two studies that were done um, that were given in your uh, packet tonight and even with the planning commission of a potential of a little commercial center or housing and those projects look good uh, to the community. 
Also, the Calvin virus screen, we're already in the red, almost 98 percentile of pollution. Um, I think that this needs an EIR um, to really address all the impacts, uh, especially noise pollution, truck routes. And then again, for this hearing, no notices in Spanish were sent, all in English. And again, our community was left out in participating. And so we just gotta do better as a city. And I just completely oppose this project because it will be a detrimental impact to the community. Um, we already have trucks idling in front of the park and there's no project there. So you can imagine um, the harm that it's gonna bring to our community and our roads. Um, and I know I heard comments at the planning commission that the, there were some concerns from the police department. I don't know if they can speak on this, that it, it would interfere with their privacy and their operations. So that's about it. Hopefully you got to read the letter. All right. All right, thank you. Okay. Um, Madam City Clerk, was there any others who wanted to speak? Yes, you have all these. Okay, how many? So we can determine. Uh, I usually, Thomas, and Gonzalez, you put tab seven. We do not have a tab seven. Are you just trying to say tab one? Tab one. Not tab seven. Because we, so this is tab, for, meant for tab one? Okay. Well, she's, she's letting us know, uh, Daniel. She's letting us know how many we have so we can determine. Thirteen. Uh, Fourteen. Anna put in a comment for tab one as well. So you count 14 with her. Oh, I, okay. Well, I thought that was her, I, I, her comments right there. Okay. okay. Then you have 13. Okay, 13. Okay. Aren't you, okay. Would you um, begin to call the first one, uh, whoever they are, and I would ask people if it's, if you're going to basically repeat pretty much the same thing that said it, if you could just really abbreviate your comments if you don't have otherwise. Otherwise, uh, you have five minutes, but if with, with 13, I'm rough, this would take almost a total of an hour or more if everybody takes up five minutes. So I'm gonna ask if you could, excuse me, I'm sorry. Oh, what, give them two minutes? Well, um, you know, I think they, they're they here and I'm just asking that people, if, if you've heard your comment and the feelings are already expressed that you uh, probably decide if you need to repeat it, but I will go with five minutes and I'll see how, how uh, people would choose to be respectful of the time, okay? Jessica Santos. Madam City Clerk, could you call the second one if they're in the room and we'll wait for the other one to come in behind them. Uh, Raphael uh, Leg Lego. Come on up. JB. 
Yes. Yeah, Come on up. We'll, we'll catch the other one when they. All right. Uh, good evening. My name is Rafael Lejido. I'm a member of the Southwest Mountain Stage Regional Council's Carpenters, uh, Local 909. Roughly, uh, we have over 5,900 members that live in San Bernardino County. Right around 700 live in the city of Rialto. Um, I'd like to say on their behalf that the city of Rialto, it's located in proximity to the ports, where, which creates a, a great opportunity for this type of development. Uh, this type of warehouse creates jobs. It's going to improve the land, uh, economic growth. And um, it's really important that we take advantage of those opportunities. Uh, more importantly, it's not just growth, but it's responsible growth. Uh, this developer has made a solid commitment to use a skilled and trained workforce, uh, which means the project's gonna be built efficiently, safely, and uh, good quality, which is very important for the city. Uh, it's gonna create really good jobs, uh, careers for new hire apprentices, um, careers for some people that live in the city that might need a second or a third chance to earn a livable wage so that they can provide for their, for their families with dignity, uh, which goes a long ways towards uh, benefiting the community. Uh, so on behalf of myself and our members, I ask that you deny the appeal and uh, vote in favor of the project. Thank you. Thank you. Next speaker, JB. Next speaker, is there JD? Brenda Parker. Good evening, everyone. Good I am evening. here in uh, support of this, um, of the appeal. Why? Because when is enough enough, our council members? When is enough enough? Yes, that area was zoned industrial. But just as you were here during our COVID, changing residential to industrial, should have spent a little time changing industrial to residential, or whatever zoning that was needed in order to expand our police department because that area is right behind our police department. And we're talking about changing our police department, growing our police department, improving our police department. This was a grand opportunity to do that. Um, that area has no freeway access. The roads are not built for large vehicles and there's no need for a warehouse to be in the middle of a residential community. No occupant warehouse. Every, um, everyone talks of the jobs and I understand my sisters and brothers that are sitting behind me need these jobs and these are local jobs, but we have to also understand that these jobs are temporary. We're not talking about permanent jobs. They're gonna come in, they're gonna build a warehouse, they're gonna leave. Well, guess what? They could have come in, they could have expanded our police department, they could have left. Same, same, same situation, better opportunity, better growth for our city. It is a non-occupant warehouse. We don't know what's going in that warehouse. We don't know what the warehouse is being used for, and we don't know who's going to be um, employed. The developer has not guaranteed the city that at least 30% minimal of the workforce will come from the city of Rialto. How dare you? I'm tired of these warehouses and these developers coming in and dumping their trash in our city, and you all should be too. When is enough enough? Developers wanna give you this one-time CB. Wow, one time. So when that one time CB runs out, then who's left with the bill? The citizens of Rialto. That doesn't sound very community benefited to me. Not at all. Um, also, the, uh, I just have a question. 
Is the council trying to change Rialto into an adjust city of industry? Because if you're doing that, then maybe it's a great opportunity for you to let the citizens know that, and then that way we maybe can govern ourselves accordingly. Because it's quite apparent that you're not listening to the community and you're not listening to the citizens. That, that is really horrible. Job creation here is not permanent. Job creation is just quick, we're getting in, we're building, we're getting out. The jobs that these union members speak of are temporary. They are not permanent. So what could have been the positive of this? If we would have taken the opportunity to extend our police department so that they would have a safe place to store their vehicles, so that they could have maybe created a training area for themselves, how about a safer, safer parking facility for the patrons that has to come to the police department and conduct business there instead of us parking across the street and walking across that street, which also puts us at more jeopardy and danger just to go to our police department that we proudly paid for, that we pr proudly fought for so that we can continue to get the services that they are rendering to us. How about if we would have just made an indoor community building for the park that's right across the street? So you have the shelters that's there, but they're on the outside. Well, what if we would have built areas there? How about building areas there where the parents could have taken the parties on the inside so that it could have been used at all times? That is what we pay taxes for, right? So that we can use the facilities that's in our community. It would have been beneficial for our city council once again when they were changing residential to industrial, such as the incident that happened with the, um, with the airport department, and then we get nasty developers that come in here and speak nasty to our council, and then we still allow them to build their trash in our city. We don't need their trash. We are a beautiful city and we are a beautiful people. What we do need is our police department. So I'm here to advocate if we're gonna build a better police department, then darn it, do just that. Use that area for that. Stop letting, changing everything to industrial that is not beneficial to our community. The zoning would have been better served if our, whatever zone that we needed for our police department and for our community. So I highly support the, um, uh, support that this warehouse is not built in the middle of this community because what happens is when those trucks come in and they tear up our road, they one time one million dollars, you guys are gonna spend that in a matter of five minutes in a, in a council meeting. Thank you and have a great evening. Thank you. Victor Torres. Go to the next Keith one. Rodriguez. Good evening. Good evening. So I am a 30 year resident of Rialto. I am also leading the water uh, classes in Rialto mm -hmm. Unified School District. I teach about sustainability. Um, I've gone over this project with my class um, students strongly feel um, that this project uh, will jeopardize our community. Um, two of my students were here. <laughs> um, they left home though. Um, but council, um, speaking with the students at Myler High School, um, it's evident that this isn't in favor of what they want. They like their park 
they don't want to be breathing in pollution. Um, they don't want to be breathing in any of the pollutants uh, wafting over into the cemetery or the skate park or the spots that they frequent. I won't take up much more of your time. I strongly agree with the previous statements opposing um, this project. Um, and I thank you for your time. Thank you. So who was that? That was Victor. Okay. So Keith Rodriguez. Paul. I'm not sure how you wrote your last name. We have a Paul here. Thomas Ruiz. Come on up, please. Uh, good evening, Mayor and members of the council. Thomas Ruiz, representative with the Labor's International Union, Local 783. Uh, we're here tonight on behalf of my members, but more importantly, those that live in the city of Rialto that would like to have the opportunity to work and play here in the city of Rialto. I want to thank my members for being here, for volunteering their time, especially coming out to these meetings that um, can go on for, for long periods of time. And they're all volunteers, but they're here because they want to make sure that they have an opportunity to go to work. And so, so thank you. Uh, this, proper, this project is properly cited in the correct zoning. And the Planning Commission identified the proper truck routes for, for this project. And uh, we believe you should consider denying the appeal. We are happy to partner with Aries Industrial on this project. They have made a commitment to use union workers on their project, creating local benefits not only to the workforce, but as also contributing to the Pacific Electric Trail and all the local infrastructure that we would hope to have a hand in constructing as well. For the comments of temporary work, I tell you guys all the time, that comment is disrespectful, especially to our members that build for a living. We build America with our hands day in and night. Those freeways, those roads, those bridges just don't happen. They just don't magically happen. They have a start date, they have an end date, but there's someone that has to build them. And if we can't support local union labor by providing jobs to them, we won't have the people to build the infrastructure of tomorrow. So yeah, the jobs may be temporary for that project site, but for my members, it's a career. For my members, it's the next job that puts food on the table. So I respectfully request that we hold those comments to a minimum in the future. Appreciate your time, appreciate your leadership. Hopefully you, you consider denying the appeal. Thanks. Okay, thank you. Jose Garcia. And Daniel, could you ask if they're out there it's time to speak, they can just come on in, yes. And this is who? Good evening, committee. Excuse me, could you? Planning. Excuse me, yeah. could you give us your name oh. before, only because we've been calling. We my name know. is Jose. Jose. Okay, thank okay. you. Good evening, Planning Commission. My name is Jose, and I live at 509 West 2nd Street. <sighs> Since I was 12 years old, I started experiencing breathing problems, went to the hospital many times for bronchitis, and was hospitalized with COVID during the pandemic. My doctor told my mom that my lung capacity was harmed because of the air we breathe in our community. <laughs> I urge you tonight to put my health and other kids' health first to not go through what I have gone through. Please deny this project and look for other alternatives. Don't put a warehouse next to a park and my home. Thank you. 
Okay, thank you. Claudia. Hola, muy buenas noches, otra vez yo. <ríe> Mi nombre es Claudia Cuevas. Muy buenas noches. Vengo nuevamente muy preocupada por la comunidad. I can't worry about my community. Nuestra, nuestra ciudad de Rialto y el tráfico cada día es más insoportable. Our town, the city of Rialto, has grown every day more insupportable with the traffic. Aprobaron la fábrica de la Jerry Eves la semana pasada. You guys approved the fabrication of Jerry Eves last week. Donde aprobaron que entraran a nuestra ciudad 1,180 camiones y carros. Where you approve 1,800 uh, trucks and cars coming into our town. Sus salidas principales serían Ayala y Riverside. With their exits primarily being Ayala and Riverside. Las salidas al freeway. Esta fábrica estaría utilizando las mismas salidas. Those exits were primarily freeway exits. This manufacturer would also be using the same exit. Se están enfocando nada más en la salida a la Lilac, algo así, pero no a la salida del freeway, algo así. Nada más están enfocando a la calle Lilac, pero no hacia las salidas del freeway, que viene siendo Riverside y Ayala nuevamente. La Cedar se convierte pasando la baseline en Ayala. que solo se vienen enfocando en esta fábrica en la salida de la Lilac. They are focusing on the Lilac entrance of this project. Sin tomar en cuenta que las subidas hacia el freeway vienen siendo la Cedar y la Riverside. Without taking to a fact that the entrances to the freeway are Cedar and Riverside. And Riverside. Pasando la baseline se convierte nuevamente en la Yala. Passing baseline, it is now once again the yellow. Que ya tuviéramos la aglomeración de 1,180 camiones y carros que acaban de pasar la semana pasada con la fábrica pasada. Que sería nuevamente that it would be again más tráfico more traffic por la fábrica que acaban de aprobar la semana pasada with the construction that was approved last week. con 1,180 carros y camiones. 1,800 trucks and cars. Entonces, la comunidad está, estarían utilizando las mismas salidas. So the community will be using the same exits. Nuestras, nuestra calle principal de la ciudad es la calle La Riverside. Our main city street is Riverside. Donde estarían ahora por nuestra calle caminando camiones a todas horas. Where now on our street, trucks will be driving at all hours. ¿Qué pasará con nuestros eventos navideños? What would to our cuando cierran la calle y decoran nuestra calle principal de la Riverside cuando pasen tantos camiones. What's when we and close the Por favor, queremos que tomen en cuenta a futuro lo que puede suceder con nuestra ciudad, que es muy pequeña. Please take into account what can happen in the future with our city that is very small. Si estamos aquí es por algo mejor para nuestra ciudad. No estamos para pelear en contra de nadie. We are here to approve what is beneficial to our community, not to fight. Porque todos aquí vivimos. Because we all live here. Gracias. Buenas noches. Thank you. Good night. Thank you. Okay, he can come in. 
Good evening, City Council, members of our community. My name is Luis Caretero Cuevas, and I stand before you today not just as a concerned citizen, but as a passionate advocate for our city of Rialta. I'm here to address a crucial matter that threatens the very essence of our community, the proposal to build this warehouse across from Budbender Park. Our park is not just a patch of grass and trees. It's a sanctuary that back in 1965, because of Bud and his dedication to our city's youth, this park is where families now gather, children play, and friendships are fostered. It's where we find solace and peace in the, uh, of mind amidst the annoying hustle and bustle of modern life. Parks represent the heart and soul of neighborhoods, and its significance cannot be understated. Opposing this warehouse is not merely a matter of sentimentality. It's a necessity rooted in reason and practicality. First and foremost, the environmental impact that we've all discussed uh, tonight cannot be ignored. A warehouse means increased traffic, noise, and pollution, factors that are detrimental to the health and well-being of our community, especially those of children and seniors. Secondly, the safety of our neighborhood is at stake. More traffic means higher risks of accidents and putting those same families in danger. Moreover, warehouses often involve heavy-duty vehicles, which have already strained our local infrastructure and jeopardized the structural integrity of our roads, as we've seen what it has done to Pepper Avenue. Economically, too, this decision could backfire. Studies have shown that green spaces and, uh, green spaces and parks enhance property values. So by preserving Budbender Park, we're safeguarding an investment for our residents. A warehouse, on the other hand, might deter potential home buyers and businesses, leading to a decline in property value, values and subsequently <coughs> local revenue. Furthermore, the social essence of our community is at risk. Parks are not just places to play. They are where we build a sense of the community, the community that we strive for. By preserving our park, we are fostering social cohesion, mental well-being, and a shared sense of belonging here in Rialto. A warehouse, however, would further disrupt that, dis uh, that delicate balance, leading to an even bigger decline in our already decreasing community spirit and unity. In conclusion, while progress is essential, it should not come at the cost of our community's core values and well-being, and I urge you members of City Council to really consider the long-term <coughs> implications of this decision. So let's prioritize the health, safety, and happiness of our Rialto residents. Let us preserve our park, Budbender Park, for generations to come. Because uh, <coughs> together we can find a solution. And don't make this mistake that will overall do more harm than good. Thank you for your time and consideration. Thank you. <coughs> Rabbi Doe, walk in. How's it going, City Council? Pleasure to be here. Uh, I just drove two hours to be here. Um, I don't live in the city of Rialto, but my family and I, we've been uh, property owners uh, since 1988 in the city of Rialto. We were one of the pioneering first industrial warehouses on North Locust Avenue, which is now located above the 210 freeway. There was, I was one years old when my father bought that property. Um, since then, that property, we've had thousands of employees come through that building. Many of them live in the city of Rialto. Many of them end up moving closer to where they work in the city of Rialto. This is what's really important. I, I think this is really important for the city of Rialto, the city council, to not lose sight of this. For 35 years, we've met with many different members who have come and gone, and they've always said they have a vision for the city. They've been soliciting this type of investment. And now, when the economy's at the worst state it's been in a long time, we're pushing away the people who want to come and invest into the city and make the city better. You've obviously heard some of the um, you know, people who are against the uh, development of the site, but I think you lose the grand vision of what progress is all about. 
there will be temporary jobs, many temporary jobs of, you know, construction workers, electricians, and, you know, so many different people like the carpenter union who was here who need those jobs. But once that's developed, there will also be many permanent jobs of people working inside of this warehouse. These people tend to start to come from further outside the city. Once they feel confident with their position, as they continue to grow into those companies, they want to move closer to, the, to the, where they work. So I argue that it's probably going to reduce some amount of traffic of people leaving the city of Rialto. More people will start to come here, live closer to where they work, and then you know they start to make more money, the property values of the houses start to go up, and this is what you call progress. It's really important that we don't lose sight of this because if you push all of the investors and developers out, what are you going to be left with? What are you going to do in these vacant plots of land that are surrounded by other industrial uh, facilities? You're not going to do anything else there. No one's going to want to buy it. No one's, everyone's going to be scared and hesitant about going to the City Planning Commission and seeing, is my property going to get through all the money that I spent to go through um, entitlements and talk to the City Planning Commission? Is it just a waste of time? They'll just go further east. They'll go somewhere else. Um, you know, since then, I've lived in the city of Ranch Cucamonga. Um, I have a business in Ranch Cucamonga. And if you look at how that city's developed, how the city of Ontario's developed, how Eastvale has developed, I mean, we're talking about property values for residential now over a million dollars. This is what the city of Rialto should look at. You know, how do we make Class A facilities? How do we bring the facade to be, you know, a great looking place? How do we start to mix in more of the community that wants to build other things around it when the demand is there. That could be the grocery stores, the parks, the schools, better police stations, but it first starts with investment. And you know, we talk about the tax revenue that comes into the city because of this. Um, we really need to look at wh what we're talking about here. We are in the, going into a recession, we're pushing away investment, and we really should be welcoming this. Um, you know, as the city starts to progress and get better and safer, that also in incentivizes people to want to move closer to where they feel like they can call it a safe space, a home, and this is really important. Um, I think the City Planning Commission and the City Council should be encouraging this type of investment and should be trying to streamline this investment, not deterring it. So uh, I thank you for your time. I appreciate your consideration, and uh, I hope we make the best decision for the City of Rialto. Thank you very much. Anyone else? Is That's that it? it? Because all the other names. Uh, they didn't come. No. Okay. Uh, JB, no JB, no Paul. No Jay Garcia. Okay, you. Yeah. Okay. Come on. It's all right. Good evening, Madam Mayor, Mayor Pro Tem, Council Members. My name is Jose Garcia. I'm a proud member of LAUNA, the Labor's International Union of North America, for the past 34 years. Um, you can see what the community has here ready to build. Uh, we build in our own cities. We don't only build warehouses, we build schools, we build police stations, we build everything. We bring it to this city and we bring it proudly. We wear it on our backs. Layuna builds America. That's what we put on our backs. I don't know if I whirled or what, roared the white one, right one today, <laughs> but that's what we stand for. Um, a lot of people call them temporary jobs. There, I haven't been in 34 years on a permanent job that lasted 34 years to this day. So these are quality jobs. We have a quality developer helping move the economy forward. Um, we all have aspirations of better things here in the city. 
I heard of lots of improvement coming in here, traffic improvement, uh, infrastructure improvement. He's taking an ugly site and building a beautiful building on it. It's gonna create hundreds of jobs. I have two children that are going in between school and stuff and they look for these kind of jobs. So when people downgrade any kind of job right now, it's the wrong thing to do. It increases the whole economy throughout the city and we really need to, to look at what we're doing. Uh, Planning Commission moved it forward. Staff recommendation is to move this project forward. I ask that you deny the project and please move the project forward. Thank you for your time. Thank you. Is that it? I think so. Okay. Oh, what's his name? Did we, uh, okay. What's the name? Jesse. Okay. Swazel. Swazel. Go ahead. Oh, that's a J, not an S. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. Hi, my Thank name you. is Jesse Swazel. Um, I'm at a local 909 in the Carpenter's Union. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to make this short. Let's pass this project and let's take a little walk on that trail. It looks pretty nice to me. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. I think that's everything. That, does that conclude uh, those who either put a request in to speak, or is there anyone else who is wanting to speak before we move to close the public hearing? If not, I would. Move to close public hearing. Second. Okay, it's been moved by Councilmember Trujillo, seconded by Councilmember Scott. Any objections? Hearing none public hearing uh, portion of comments is closed. And so now. Um, I'm sorry, according to Rosen, I would like to pass and feel comfortable about it. I came in on day that the nobody existed. I don't know who. Excuse me? What was your name? Maria Vasquez. Who? Maria Vasquez. Maria, but okay. Did you, you said you filled out one? Yeah. Any other? Oh, it was out there. Okay. Are you gonna, it's up to you? Uh, yes, I'm, yes, come on. Uh, we had already taken the vote in our uh, council. Do I need to do, take any other action to undo? Well, you can allow her to speak. So okay, thank you. Okay, I don't know what what happened in terms of the paper, but it didn't make it in here until just now. Do we now. have someone in Spanish? Translation? Yes, he's right there. Gracias. Okay. Mi nombre es Maria Velázquez. Soy residente de aquí de Rialto por 33 años. I'm a resident of Rialto for 33 years. Y estoy este observando allá afuera también, al igual que mis compañeros que están afuera. I am observing what is happening outside just like my fellow friends who are observing what's happening outside. Y ahorita acabo de ver que acaba de hablar una persona de color anaranjado de los trabajadores. And I just saw someone in an orange colored shirt speak. Y automáticamente todos los trabajadores se levantaron. And automatically all the workers rose. Me concierne porque cuando nosotros que somos la comunidad que sí vivimos en Rialto, ¿por qué no está nuestra gente también aquí? ¿Por qué estamos allá afuera parados? It concerns me that our Rialto residents are waiting outside, unlike the workers who are in here. 
Y escuché al chico que habló, al señor que habló, que está trayendo tráfico, que está trayendo beneficios para la comunidad. And I heard the young man speak about the traffic that will be brought and the community benefits that will be brought. Los que estamos allá afuera somos de aquí de Rialto. The ones outside y, are from Rialto. Y nosotros necesitamos el trabajo de aquí de Rialto. La gente que está aquí trabajando, los, los que estamos viviendo aquí por muchos años, necesitamos esos trabajos, pero no trabajos de afuera que vienen de fuera. We need the jobs. Those that are waiting outside need the jobs. Y están construyendo fábricas como seguimos con otros pasados temas. Y la cosa es que están quedando los edificios vacíos como lo hemos hablado. Están quedando los edificios vacíos. Están construyendo de más. We are constructing in excess of buildings. The buildings are staying empty. Y si están construyendo lo que son las fábricas, lo que están, los edificios que están construyendo, todo el trabajo que están atrayendo es de otros países, no es de aquí adentro, no, no se refiere aquí adentro a lo que es el, el país de Estados Unidos. These buildings that are being built are bringing jobs or work from other countries. They are not bringing work from here. Estamos trayendo fábricas y nuestras calles nuevamente siguen mal. Acabo de hablar en una reunión pasada de la Pepper. These warehouses are being built and our roads are being damaged just like the construction project on Pepper. Porque Rialto, la ciudad de Rialto no invierte en esas mejorías de sus calles. Necesitamos prácticamente la mejoría de las calles de la ciudad. Why doesn't Rialto invest in these improvement projects? Rialto needs to invest in these projects. Honestamente yo les doy las gracias por escucharme. Honestly, I say thank you for listening to me. Y con todo respeto, pero sí me gustaría que enfocaran más a la comunidad. And with all respect, I ask that you focus more on the community. Y me gustaría saber si esta gente que está aquí de construcción también son de Rialto. And I would like to know if these construction workers are also from Rialto. Ahorita que yo llené mi aplicación, está la dirección de Rialto, donde yo resido 33 años. ¿De dónde viene toda esta gente que está viniendo a agarrar beneficios y no son de aquí. Right now, while I filled out my application, I checked to see which workers are from Rialto, and me, a resident of 33 years, from Rialto, speaking. Nuevamente los invito a que hagan saber a la comunidad qué está pasando aquí. No solamente nos encerremos los que estamos aquí todo el tiempo. Dejar saber a la comunidad qué está pasando en su comunidad. ¿Qué necesita la comunidad? Newly, I ask that these projects be considered with the community and I ask that you guys focus on the community. Muchísimas gracias. Thank, Thank you. you. Okay. All right. Okay, we had already closed um, our public hearing, so now it's uh, council, it is your pleasure. Do you have some comments or questions for the, uh, for, for staff or for the applicant? or the appellate? I have a couple of questions. Um, my first question to you, Mr. Casey, is um, th there was some conversation tonight about the trucks coming down ri Riverside Avenue to this project. However, if I'm correct, Riverside Avenue is not a truck route. Therefore, trucks would not be allowed to either come or leave towards Riverside Avenue. Is that not correct? 
You are correct. And what is the, tra uh, the path of travel for the trucks? Uh, the trucks will not use Riverside. They will head west to Cedar Avenue. Okay, and, and the current zoning of the property when the uh, uh, lumber yard was there is M1? That, yeah, correct. And does the proposed use comply or come with under M1 zoning? That's correct. Um, I would just like to add some detail to that for the appellant, and it was documented in the staff report. The warehouse uses, such as the project, are regulated under Chapter 18.112 of the Rialto Municipal Code, and that chapter specifically states that warehouse uses are allowed in the M1 zone subject to a conditional development permit, which was approved by the Planning Commission. Okay, and there was a train, I believe, at least once a week that came into the lumber yard when it was there? There were frequent trains coming in and out of the lumber yard. Okay, yes. trains tend to make noise. Trains also tend to spew a lot of uh, diesel. Correct. Fumes. Okay. And do you know how many trucks were coming in and out of the uh, lumber yard? Um, the traffic study did have that information, and I believe it was around 30 to 40 a day is what was uh, calculated or, or counted at the existing lumber yard. Okay, so for 77 years, there were trucks com coming in and out of that property. Correct. And, and I know at one time, um, that lumber yard used to be a lot busier than it is was when it closed, correct? I believe so, yes. Okay. Um, there was also some comments made about the necessity of building a police station. Are you aware that the city of Rialto is building, proposing to build a new police station? Yes, I am. And is it in process as we speak? It is. It is being reviewed by staff. And is there sufficient uh, public parking being put on that property? Based on the preliminary drawings I've seen, yes. Okay. And it's a, it's a full police facility, correct? That's my understanding. Okay, thank you. Um, and my last question, I, I just want to make sure there's, there's no intention of the city to close Bud Bender Park, is there? I have not heard such thing. Okay, I, I don't know of any either. Okay, that's all the questions I have. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Councilmember Trujillo. I do have a question. Um, I know I've had a couple of conversations here and there about um, my concerns with the proximity to the police department. What kind of changes were done to kind of create more uh, security measures That's as it pertains to the proximity to the police department? Yeah, thank you for that question. Um, the Rialto Police Department was definitely an integral part during the review of this project, and the applicant did coordinate with them as well during this. Um, so the design of the site uh, has a buffer in essentially a parking field and that will separate uh, the, building, the new building from the police station, as well as landscape planters along the perimeter of the site between the two properties, and then also the perimeter of the building. So there's about a 60 to 70 foot distance. Additionally, at the request of the police department, the applicant will not install any vision glass on the second floor uh, for security purposes. And uh, that's already been incorporated in, into the uh, construction drawings for the project. Thank you. Also, um, there was um, some talk about um, kind of the um, the traffic. Um, how does it compare to the previous kind of use? So the, the traffic will still consist of trucks and mm -hmm. passenger vehicles, as we saw with the um, lumber yard use. The traffic study that was prepared for this project analyzes worst case scenario. 
Um, and so at the worst case scenario, it is expected that the, the project could potentially generate about 177 more truck trips daily mm -hmm. than the lumber yard did. Um, but again, that's at worst case scenario. Um, the, uh, however, the tenant is not identified. It could uh, potentially be far less than that. Mm -hmm. uh, we just don't know that at this point. That said, the traffic study analyzed what 177 new trucks would do to the city streets. And in, that, in the analysis, um, there were various improvements that were identified that would maintain all of the street intersections on that route that the trucks will take, that they have an, continue to have an acceptable level of service. And that is what the applicant's fair share fees towards those traffic, traffic improvements are going toward to continue to ensure that the routes for the trucks in and out of the city are maintained at an acceptable level of service. I, I saw that there's a number of kind of uh, agreements here for community benefits. Can you kind of just go over really quickly for the community what type of benefits were from this project? Sure. So the uh, the first one that yeah. was you know focused somewhat on in the presentation is the applicant's voluntary contribution of a little over 1.6 million dollars um, that will be used towards uh, various public safety, mm -hmm. public transportation improvements, um, including the the trail segment along the north side that, that would now be able mm -hmm. to you know occur if this project moves forward and eliminates that rail use. Um, additionally, the applicant will be installing all new street improvements along their project frontages. This includes new sidewalk, um, street, street lights, parkway landscaping, uh, the, the you know very standard uh, improvements, but along their entire frontage. And then um, additionally, they'll be contributing their development impact fees, um, which I believe the estimate was a little over $3 million in development impact fees that will also go towards you know, city services towards this facility. And then there will be um, ongoing operational revenues received as well in the form of property ta increased property taxes, a business license tax, uh, utility users tax, and then there's also the, the potential for a sales tax. That's always a potential. Thank you so much. Council Member Barker. Well, thank you very much, Madam Mayor. Uh, Daniel, a couple of questions that I have. First of all, uh, one of my colleagues mentioned that there was trains and trucks that came into the area. When they came into the area, the population of Rialto was not as big as it is today, so therefore we didn't have as much trucking that came in during that period of time. Is that correct? It's, it's possible. I, I don't know the exact dates when the train tracks were installed. So therefore, you know, when you talk about emissions and diesel fuel, it could have been a lot less than what we're anticipating with the amount of trucks that are going to be coming in now. Is that correct? It could be possible when the when the facility first opened that there was you know, less train traffic, less uh, vehicle traffic. And then um, it was indicated that uh, Riverside Avenue is not a trucking zone. Is that correct? That's correct. Riverside Avenue is not a truck route. Did we not just approve not too long ago on Valley? a uh, warehouse that would be built in that area and the only two access to that area would be Riverside Avenue and Cedar is that correct there was a project approved by the council at Val yes along Valley and then that means that the only access to that would have to be Cedar is that correct not Riverside since Riverside Avenue is not a truck route um, I would probably defer to our engineering de department if they're here, but to my knowledge, 
uh, that segment of Valley well, the, to the freeway. Well, the gentleman over here, my route. colleague, just asked you a question earlier, and you indicated that it's not a truck route. Yeah, particularly. So why don't segment. you just say that it's not a truck route? Sure. I'd, yeah, I'd like to clarify that for you. So certain segments of Riverside Avenue are designated a truck route uh, at the 10 freeway and south in the Aguamanza. Um, east of the project site where the downtown is, it is not a truck route. So therefore, it could be further traffic congestions if they utilize Riverside Avenue and Cedar. Is that correct? Uh, not from this project. Uh, as conditioned by the Planning Commission, all of- How are they gonna get there? Uh, they'll have to use Cedar Avenue for this particular project, Cedar right. Avenue. Have you ever been to Cedar Avenue? Yes, I have. Have you seen the traffic congestion on Cedar Avenue? Yes, I have. And it's pretty quite heavy, isn't it? it because there is trucking that comes in from both ends, trucking that comes in from the other side of Cedar that comes. Now we're asking for additional traffic congestion in the area, is that correct? There would be additional traffic sent to those intersections from this project. Okay, and originally the the zoning for this is an M1 with light industrial, is that correct? That is the zoning of the site, M1. And so what you're asking us is to change the zoning now, right? Is that correct? No, there's no zone change request. None at all? None at all. Let me ask you this uh, question then. Uh, in, uh, in reference to the notices that went out to the public, uh, did any of the notices go out in any other language to the people uh, to notify them that uh, this was going to occur in uh, their community? Yes. It they went out in Spanish? Correct, yes. It went out in French? No. It, did it go out in Asian? No. And did we contact any of the residents in the immediate area to let them know that these no, uh, that there was going to be warehouses that were going to be built there at all, Daniel? Uh, contact was made via uh, notices mailed within the thousand foot radius of the project site. Um, the, both the planning commission hearing notice and the city council notice for tonight did include Spanish language, English and Spanish language. Was there any follow up to that? Uh, after sending the notice, there's no follow-up from staff. There's a one So we don't know uh, when someone receives a notice uh, what it's really for uh, when they get it. It's just like anything that comes through. I mean, I get a lot of propaganda and I throw it away and I don't know what it's for unless someone tells me that this is what's going to be happening in the community. And, you know, we, sh we should have done that. I know when I was a state legislator, I changed the language where a lot of the Koreans were getting notices and they didn't know what it was. And so I had to make sure that it was done in a Korean language so they would be able to understand because they were being fined all the time and they didn't know. We have the same responsibility to our residents because we want to do the best thing for our residents and do it for the best thing for the city of Rialto, whatever direction we're going to be going into, whether it's to build, and I'm not against warehouses. I think warehouses has its place, and we should have them in certain places and certain locations. And I'm glad that, that some of these projects that we have have community benefits and that we're using labor agreement, and I'm glad that labor is included 
I hope that they're always included on every any kind of warehouse that we build in the city of Rialto or in any other area that, that is built, that we do utilize labor uh, for those. But there's a place. This Is this now the possibility of the third warehouse that will impact city parks? Um, I'm not sure of the other warehouses you might be referring to. Well, I mean, come on, Daniel. you. You're here. Council we member. just approved Pepper off-ramp. Isn't Council that right? Member, could we stay focused on the project? Well, this is that part of the is project. The, I, I guess I'm just trying to say that germane to this particular project because it sounds like you're talking about all the other projects that well, have. This been. will be the third one that will be near a park. And I'm okay. talking about the, the impact it would have on a park. Yeah. We already have two other ones that will be impacted, and that's Frisbee Park. We have Jerry E's Park, and now we have Bud Bender Park that is nearby, not to mention the residents in that area that will be impacted, and not to mention the traffic congestion, the effects it'll have in terms of asthma, illness, allergy, bronchitis, you know, diabetes, asthma, and, and other studies have indicated the effects of the traffic congestion uh, that will be in the area. Uh, Oh, I'm, I'm very much concerned also because I'm, I'm looking at the city of Rialto uh, in reference to uh, any warehouse that we built because near warehouses, are potholes created near those warehouses? I think anywhere that vehicles and trucks have the potential to create potholes. Okay, and is there damage to any of the vehicles that uh, go through those potholes? Certainly a possibility. Well, since I've been in the council, I've only been in the council, you know, a short period of time, and I've seen a lot of claims that have come forward. Uh, and we're having to pay for those claims. So that's a cost to the city of Rialto for any of those potholes because the residents are signing a complaint against the city. So have we analyzed what our cost is going to be? So I want to look at the long range. Council member. I'm going to really have to uh, interrupt you and say we need to stay. This is a public hearing that is focused on a project specific. Well, the pot I understand and I can appreciate every everywhere, even car, everything in the condition. But if you're asking, have we did some factor to determine what kind of potholes okay. will be in the well, road? Let me I'm rephrase just really that. trying to help okay, you sorry. stay focused. Let me rephrase that. It's a public hearing on one it, particular it does project. Create, it does create potholes, which means an additional cost to the city to repair those vehicles uh, by any traffic that is used or the, the traffic that is caused by trucks in that area and the vehicles in that area. We have a responsibility to the citizens, and, and you know I'm not in favor of this project, uh, and I've stated uh, for many reasons, not only now, but in, in, in the past. And, and I stated that uh, I favor, you know, uh, labor agreements. I, I look at the cost, not, not only now, but in the future. What is it going to cost us? And I don't know uh, in terms of code enforcement. Uh, because that means that we have to pay Again. not only now, but in the future as well. Again, council member. Okay, madam. Code, code, we have code compliance, we have officers. If they, we have 
routes that are designated for trucks and that are not. If they're on the route and it's designated and they're not to be, then there will be uh, fines. I, I'm just trying to get us to stay focused right, so that Adam, we can either make a vote, or right. you've stated let, that you're opposed, so. Right, but let me also state <laughs> that, let me also state too that, that one of the reasons that, that I'm very much concerned with this, it's an impact it's gonna have on the new police station that is gonna be built in that area. Uh, I'm, I'm concerned with, with public yeah. safety, I'm concerned with response time, that could impact the, the new police department that will be built in that area. And that's the safety of our residents, safety of our citizens in our area. I'm stating the reasons why this particular Well, you've already project, stated that you are opposed. But I'm stating some of the it, reasons well, why. Well, we've already know that you're opposed. But, but, but they have to know some of the okay. reasons why. But the public wants to know why okay. we're opposing it, Council Madam Council Member, the police station, I, I think if when you finish Maybe the question you should be asking is of the police department, have they expressed a concern about their operation and safety? But if you don't mind and without. Well, I'm, I'm asking it in behalf of the citizens and that's okay, why I'm, I'm the, the victims. Then ask the question. You're not asking a question, you're making a statement. Okay, will it impact, Please. could the possibility of these warehouses being built there impact the residents of the area with uh, the ability of law enforcement to provide a service? That's a good question. The uh, initial study did analyze that. Um, so there is a section in the transportation section of the initial study that analyzes the impact that a project would have on um, safety, serve emergency services. Um, the analysis determined that there will be a less than significant impact with the amount of vehicles that would be added to the streets and so that it would not impact uh, services. Um, from police or fire services. Thank you. Okay. okay, I have a couple of questions, Daniel. Um, everybody has spoke either for the project, the, the community, the people here, or those who are opposed and, and that they have an appeal. I'd like to just be very clear on the status of the appeal. Currently, is the appeal still a active appeal? It is. It is an active appeal. Yes. Could you briefly state why it's still an active appeal? Did it, did it meet all the time frames for getting here? That's what I'd like to have uh, clarification. So, is it still? Did it meet the time frame for uh, qualifying as an appeal that is before us? Right. Yes, Madam Mayor, it did. Okay. So, whatever action we take, the appeal still proceeds. Can go forward. We're just denying the appeal. You're What's the course of, maybe it, it more be for counsel. Sure. What will be the course of action if the action before us right now is to deny the appeal and proceed with the recommendation of our planning commission and our planning and our staff with the material? Well, you could, uh, you have basically two options. Uh, you can grant the appeal, which will deny the project. Mm -hmm. You can reject the appeal. Mm -hmm. And in that event, the Planning Commission's decision will go forward. And then the app, the person who has presented the appeal, what is their recourse? Can they proceed with continuing with litigation? Uh, they would have to make a decision to challenge the project legally, okay. yes. Okay, that's what I wanted to know. Uh, I have a few questions or comments um, because one, I keep, I was reading this, our, 
our report and staff report, we keep making reference to a community benefit. But in this report, it says, the applicant asserts that the project does not provide any community benefits. But it says, as part of all this project construction, these are the things that they're going to do. Some of these are things that would be required of this project in terms of all improvements around the property, correct? You're so those are not benefits to us, but they are the improvements that would go with a project. You are correct, yes. Uh, that uh, the only uh, benefit proposed by the applicant that would not be, uh, you know, standard requirement that's listed in there is the voluntary contribution towards the uh, the trail, the $1.6 million. The develop payment of de development impact fees, the street improvements, you know, okay. infrastructure, th those are standard development requirements. The reason I ask, because this is a very large paragraph, but we have not entered into community benefits with an agreement. These are things that have become voluntary or things that, but we're, I'm just concerned that we are beginning to say it's a community benefit, but we didn't have community benefit and things that were listed from the developer like we did previously. So I wanted to get clarification there. Mayor, I would like to clarify something. Okay, go ahead. Um, many projects come forward with standard requirements like mm -hmm. the development to, impact fees. Well, mm -hmm. development impact fees, mm -hmm. but widening of a road or connection of a, a sidewalk or installation of a sidewalk. And so those things can be a benefit to the community, even though they're one of the standard requirements. So I don't want to leave the audience with the perception that just because we impose a standard requirement, it's not benefiting the community. It can. No, and I'm not trying to say that either. I'm saying that where we've gotten down the pathway with these enormous whatever are community benefits that are not germane so much to this project is a different document than what we're looking at in terms of these things are pretty much germane to the project Correct. or to the to the city community if this would uh, the police department you know I think I'm hearing somewhere someone believes that there is a a possible breach or concern but I mean I know that the project is proceeding and it was decided that the project would be on the on the footprint of where we are it had nothing to do with the ability to seek more land or not can I get a is that concurring or anybody want to speak to that? Because it sounds like there's a belief that there could be even greater benefit provided to our police department, but our design was not one that was uh, cut back because mm -hmm. there was no plan to have any greater expansion of, of additional land. So I'm, I'm not, I guess I'm not asking the question, but I'm trying to clarify that I'm hearing community coming in saying we should do more with the police project, but the police project is proceeding. And it is proceeding it on the footprint it has regardless if this project goes forward or not. That, correct? That's correct. And the project site is a privately owned piece of property, not owned by the city. Um, so you know there would there would yeah. need some sort of sale transaction to acquire additional property for a police station expansion. And one thing I'd like to say, I, I appreciate that one of our residents came forward and needed an interpreter, that there was a concern about people, the workers in here versus the residents outside. And I wanna just say for the benefit of whoever's listening, it is not about them getting the space before others. This council chamber is whoever gets here, hate to say it, first. Residents, 
interested staff, uh, workers, some may be residents or not. So I, I know that the space and capacity we have in here are limited, but it's not because we are leaving our residents outside while we have um, the workers. They, they happened to arrive, I guess. They mobilized and they arrived here earlier. I, I, that's all I can say about that. But I, it sounded as though we are not concerned about our residents in adequate capacity. And I wanna just say, I'm extremely concerned about it because I think this facility does not allow us to have uh, the size, but then the other side of it is we're not always having this level of participation. It is only when we see ourselves with a development project that we're beginning to see more people. So uh, for, the, for those in the audience listening, because uh, there is no, where we're sorting this from our residents, versus those who are choosing to come and speak in favor of the project. Um, and I, I guess there was a slight comment that I just have to say, I think this community is progressing and I appreciate somebody feels that they've invested in this community and they come and they're still invested. But I, I really take issue when somebody steps up to the podium and decides to compare me to another community, one that has very clearly had took a position that they did not want warehouses at all, the same kind of buildings that would be built by the folks that are sitting here. So I, I just want that to be known because I don't see my community being any safe, any less safe now than any other place. Matter of fact, when people come forward and make those statements, I would ask them to check with our police department and they'll find out that our, what are they, four part crime rates or whatever, are down. Whereas some of those same communities that they mirror happen to be with higher incidents occurring in, uh, in their community than we have in Rialto. So uh, I think all of us are sitting up here and we are, I know I'm, I'm invested in my community. I've been here and I bought two homes here, not just one and moved out. And so please, when anybody choose to come up and start saying that we're not taking this serious, I take issue with it. And then I'm gonna say in closing, I keep saying it, I must be saying it more and more. We live in a land of laws around here. If you don't like the law, you work on changing the law. And if you don't like the land, then I think you need to move to a place where you would find. But there are laws that we have to go by when we're looking at these projects. I hate to say it, but it's M1 zoning, and it is not having to have anybody change the zone. Okay, and I've read here and I looked at the environmental requirements that have, been, that have been required of us. Unlike the previous projects, it's meeting all of the CEQA criteria, all the things. It's in here, it's not saying that we have such impacts that it's gonna be insignificant and, and so, it's so significant we can't mitigate. It's not even asking for that, unlike some of the other projects. And the other project, was one where this community had clearly zoned and had a specific plan, and the applicant came in and chose to ask to have it changed, and also the applicant, um, uh, went, the recommendation was from the planning commission to not, to deny the project, from the planning staff to deny it. That was a whole different situation. Here, I don't see where our planning commission has asked to deny it or the planning staff. It's met all of the legal re regulatory requirements, correct? 
That is correct. Of the CEQA process. That is correct. Yep. Okay. So with that, I mean, I, I don't see why we have to keep going over it. Some people don't like it, but then the same thing is the corridor that that property is on is going to be a corridor that already has multi-use activity and there's warehouses already there or there's other activities that run along Rialto. I would ask why, just I'm sure I know the answer, why didn't you just have the trucks go straight down Rialto Avenue over to Cedar? Um, the uh, Chapter 18.112 does include some uh, provisions that do require that the trucks be directed away from schools. The staff worked with the applicant and came to an agreement that, that the route before you tonight is the best route, the okay. safest route. Now just, yes, just wanted to make, make sure we understood that we took that into consideration and that's why we're going down Cactus and then make a right on Merrill over to Cedar. That's correct. So with that, uh, unless you have uh, some additional things you want to add, anyone? Madam, Madam Mayor, motion to adopt resolution 8155, denying the appeal and upholding the Planning Commission decision of July 26, 2023. No second. Okay. And I'll ask for a roll call vote, please. Councilmember Scott. Aye. Councilmember Trujillo. Aye. Councilmember. Robertson. Well, as much as uh, I'm not enamored with it, I think it's going to be a good project, but again, I, it meets all the criteria, so I, in favor of the project. Okay. And can I state for the record, the uh, motion and the um, second with resolution, can you read your resolution? 8155. Thank you. All right. Thank you, guys. Well, on to tab two, please. Good evening, Mayor, Mayor Pro Tem Council. The item before you is requesting to increase the purchase order issued to Harrison Associates in the amount of $198,000. $598 for the development of Rialto Stormwater Asset Inventory. On February 14, 2023, the City Council approved a purchase order in the amount of $254,251 to start the development of Rialto Stormwater Asset Inventory. The initial proposal was based on as-builts that had anticipated 800 existing structures. During the inventory, over 900 unrecorded structures were discovered, resulting in the scope needing to expand to over 1,700 existing structures. structures. The inventory, once completed, will provide a solid foundation for improve, for informed decisions. Art, I don't want to interrupt you, but I'd like to move the item. I'm sorry? Second. Second. I'm sorry. No, good. Thank you. <laughs> Any objections? If not, the it's motion, uh, he's locked it. Motion carries. Okay. Thank, Thank you. you. And tab number three. Good evening, Mayor, Mayor Pro Tem, Council Members, and Rialto community. Um, in April of 2018, City approved a marketing license agreement with uh, Service Line Warranties of America to provide warranty protection and repair programs to help homeowners in the city of Rialto with their in-home plumbing for water and sewer. I'd like to move the item. Second. I, Second. I, now, uh, yeah, let's move it and you can ask. Go ahead. No, I have a question. Uh, is there like a certain rating um, 
that uh, I guess it's like a, a is there a rating that they have that assures that they're if there's a claim that they're the customers receive so yeah there I mean they have they have done um, surveys on after they've done repairs mm -hmm. and services and they have a, a very high rating of out of five that okay. uh, the customers have provided them for the responsiveness on their repairs I'm one of those okay and mayor if I may very high yeah. positive rating and responsiveness yeah. the yes. request is for two options there's an option a and an option B oh. okay. so uh, and, and I'll just briefly state it. Uh, option A is that service line warranty would provide the city with a $10,000 fee per year mm -hmm. for the services in the city. Uh, the option B would be to waive that fee and then give a reduction to the policyholders of $0.75 cents per month, uh, per policy per month. So uh, we want to know which option that the city would prefer, either to take some money and invest it into the water and wastewater fund or give it back to the city customers. So it's only $10,000 and it really yes. it's really off off of the, the actual user so I, that I, is correct. I'm more for plan B yes. in particular. Okay. Um, but you're the motion holder. Madam Mayor, may I comment? You may <laughs> comment. I also would prefer option B. I don't think that the $10,000 should be on the backs of those who voluntarily pay for this insurance policy. So even though it's only 75 cents, 75 cents is 75 cents. So I, I too would be in favor of option B. Okay. And I will amend the motion if you need to have uh, yes, we just A need or to have B. A, uh, a, I, B. I, I personally, um, I'm one who participates. Uh, I think the service is well and uh, it was a point that I think to tell the story that uh, our insurance commissioner said basically we could not be getting something uh, which was going back into and we determined back into our water system or services, but it was not everybody participating. So I'm, if there is a way that redistribute the money back to those that choose to participate, I'm in favor of that. Yeah, we do that by just reducing the uh, monthly charge. Uh, or service line warranty would do that okay. as part of that and that's yeah, what we're not handling it they are handling right okay so that is that good with you who was the second on the motion okay you okay with that okay any all in favor of that Aye. no opposition thank so, you thank so you very much the motion is for b for b yes all right so uh, now before we go any further i want to ask miss alvarado if she'd like to come up and she's always kind enough to give us uh what's happening in the next two weeks. The scoop, give us the scoop. Nope. <laughs> Good evening, Mayor, Mayor Pro Tem and members of the council. Here's what's going on in Rialto. Uh, Rialto Community Players has uh, got their show going on at the Sandra Courtney Theater. Blythe Spirit is their showing for the next couple of weekends. The Floating Pumpkin Patch will be on Saturday, October 21st at the Tom Sawyer Pool from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. The girls' fire camp will also be on Saturday, October 21st and October 22nd. Our senior Halloween dance will be held at the Grace Vargas Senior Center on Thursday, October 26th. Halloween hijinks will be Tuesday, October 31st here at Rialto Civic Center. Uh, here are your save the dates. Our Rialto Heritage Day will be Saturday, November 18th at the Civic Center. 
And then our Rialto Holiday Festival and Parade will be Saturday, December 2nd at the Civic Center. And I was just informed earlier today that Run Around the Rocks has changed mm -hmm. their date to Sunday, December 3rd. So save the dates. That's it. Good. Well, thank you. Thank you for the information and the updates. Um, now, anyone who has, let's see, to make sure to, uh, Councilmember Trujillo, would you like to go first on reports? Yes, uh, okay. I did. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was with uh, uh, no Mayor Pro Tem uh, Curtis Dallas at the uh, Spank Heritage Month event at the Viva La Fiesta at uh, Jerry's Park. So that was really interesting. And then um, also um, was there with our uh, council member Ed Scott and our Mayor Pro Tem uh, Curtis Dallas at the um, the mad walk that we had at uh, Samson Park. And I just wanted to say it was, it was nice to see our community come together. Such an important topic of, you know, um, you know, uh, combating and, and remembering those that are lost from uh, drunk driving. So I think it's a really important issue and it's, they had the, the uh, Carter High School cheerleaders there and uh, it's just, it's nice to hear from some of the, the families that, well, it's important to hear some of those stories because I think, uh, you know, it just reminds us how important uh, some of these issues are um, in terms of trying to combat uh, drunk driving. And so a lot of our community came out on this very important topic. And um, as you see, the, I'm sure Council Member Scott could give you more details about how much was raised. Um, so it's just, it's just really nice to be there and be part of the event. So there's some more images there. <laughs> um, and then one other uh, event that I attended that um, was really important also, uh, again, memorializing survivors and those who uh, were murdered and missing of indigenous women. That's for Indigenous Peoples Day at Cal State San Bernardino. Uh, students were uh, creating kind of a, a, kind of like the red handprint on uh, popsicle sticks and they're putting them on their, uh, on the, um, one of the, the areas out there uh, on the lawn. And um, I just was invited, I attended, and it was just really nice to see the Women's Center and the First People's Center coming together on a very important uh, statement of making, which is basically they're trying to find justice and they're trying to find um, uh, healing uh, for the missing and murdered indigenous women that are out there. So it's a really important topic that came out on Indigenous Peoples Day at Kelsey Summer Dean. I just wanted to thank all the students for other contributions for that event um, and that's pretty much it I just wanted to uh, we, we just had indigenous people's day yesterday and so that, that was one of the events that were kind of in our area that I attended thank you so much mm -hmm. uh, Councilmember Scott thank you madam mayor um, we had a great turnout at the mad walk but I want to personally thank uh, Barbara McGee the city clerk's office for all her hard work mm -hmm. um, Rialto Police Department, those that showed up. <laughs> the Rialto Fire Department, you guys are always number one. <laughs> and, uh, oh, there, yep, there they are. I believe fire won the uh, relay. Do you know uh, Captain Vega? I didn't think so. 
and uh, there's uh, Public Works, they were out there, and of course they give us a lot of assistance. Mm -hmm. and, and my thanks to the MAD staff for their help. Rialto raised for MAD $53,724. Right. That's the... Uh, That, that is the largest amount we've raised in the eight years we've been doing the walk. So it was a great event, a good turnout. And Madam Mayor, you'd be proud to know, I hope, <laughs> that we beat the city of Long Beach and in raising, in raising money. And on Saturday, we had beat the city of San Diego, but some Sandbaggers came in at the last minute and dropped, money on dropped a bunch of money in there. <laughs> I was just wondering if you were down in San Diego. By no, no, no. <laughs> I gave my check to the clerk. Uh, I had and thank you, Madam Mayor, for your and check. And I put my note that it, it was in memory. It was, it was in memory of Eddie. Okay. And thank you very much. Um, and I know you had a, another event to be at that day. So um, five. We we carried on and we did it in your name. But my fellow Beautiful. council members were all there. <laughs> no, <laughs> not at all. We look forward to seeing you wear your blue shirt. Oh yeah, most definitely. I, Thank you. And the five events dinner by in, didn't include her sweating, so she chose those. Hey, uh, anyway, that, it was warm out there. <laughs> and I, and you know, in closing, I would I would like to ask all of us in this community to uh, to uh, pray for the people of Israel, mm -hmm. and. Um, I hope we as Americans realize how lucky we are that war never comes to our country, at least not at this point. Um, if you've been watching the news and the horrific stuff that's going on in Israel, uh, it's, it's a very sad thing for any people. So I would ask all of us to say a prayer for the state of Israel. Okay. Now, Councilmember Baca, would you like to? Thank you, uh, Madam Mayor. Uh, yes. Uh, I also attended the uh, uh, MAD walk and, and also San Bernardino County Supervisor Joe Baca Jr. was in attendance. Uh, it was a great event, uh, many participants. I want to thank all the participants who participated. I want to thank all the sponsors uh, that participated in this particular event. And of course, once again, our champions that are always there for most of our events that we've had here in the city of Rialto, and that includes the police department and the fire department. I wanna thank them for continuing to be involved in our community activities. It shows that they, they care very much about what's going on and about the safety of our community. So again, thank them for their leadership and their involvement in each and one of the activities. And that's all I have to report. Great. Thank you, Madam Mayor. So, yeah, I think most of it has been said already about our two events, the Viva La Fiesta. It's always a great event, and uh, I, I really appreciate the fact that that we are um, keeping with the, the uh, or at least enhancing and showing our community that we are, that we care about the roots of, of the uh, Latino and Latin American, Latin American uh, culture by uh, displaying the bailables and displaying all the, uh, the Spanish music and, and all the uh, great uh, dances that come with, with that heritage. So I'm glad that we here in the city of Rialto are, are keeping that alive. 
And also uh, did the MAD walk. And, uh, again, police, fire, thank you guys for being out there. I guess that's me running it. <laughs> that was probably the only time I ran. <laughs> and there goes little Andrew who was, I actually I think Andrew did run a lot more than all of us, including, uh, but I, I do have to hand it to, to uh, Council Member Scott. This is the first time I see him do more than one lap. So he actually probably maybe, did. Maybe that's because you were sitting down under the canopy. <laughs> I was, I sat for a while. But uh, anyhow, the it was a great event, but uh, I think uh, more importantly, um, the message I would like to send out to our youth and, and to our community is the awareness that, especially in these days when you can literally pick up your phone and uh, dial up an Uber, you can pick up your phone and dial up a friend, and there's absolutely no reason for a drugged or uh, impaired driver to be out in the street. So I appreciate all the youth that was out there, and I know um, um, there was some talk by uh, uh, District Attorney Anderson that directed to the, the high school class that was out there and, and, and just really focused on the fact that there should be absolutely no reason for a kid or even an adult to get, into, get in the wheel and, and, and drive uh, impaired or drugged. So I wanna make sure that as much money gets raised, this is all for the victims. I wanna make sure that the message is out there that this event is to promote awareness and to let youth and anybody that's out there that thinks that they can get on the, uh, on the streets and, and drive impaired that, you know what, you have a friend out there, you have a parent, you have a, a best friend that can pick you up and if you don't have that, there's always Uber, there's always a taxi, there's always somebody that can pick you up and I will extend my, uh, the message out to any of my colleagues, any of my friends, my kids, my daughters, if there's ever an, a time that you can't drive and for some reason you don't have any money for the Uber or for some reason you don't have any other transportation, call me if you have my phone number. Thank you, Madam Mayor. Thank you. Um, yeah, no, I, I won't say unfortunately, but I did miss uh, the mat walk because yes, I did have a, a prior request and engagement that I had committed to uh, over in Moreno Valley. I was asked to participate with the inaugural symposium that was being held by uh, assembly member, Dr. Corey Jackson, who most of you know, Corey was, born, was raised here in our community and now he's uh, the assembly member in Riverside. So. That was one of the four events. Uh, MAD would have been one of the, I mean, one of the five. But I think uh, rather than capturing uh, things that I did, I was uh, gone out of the area this past week in Atlanta for the U.S. Conference of Mayors, uh, launching an inaugural P3 uh, Business Council, and that's for, that's business for the city and business for the role of us. But I would ask today to echo what. Uh, Councilmember Baca asked for a moment of silence in the beginning, and then Councilmember Scott has also said 
uh, to really, you know, give our thoughts and our prayers and 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 what I said earlier about living in a land of laws. We live in this country because we it is with laws. If we didn't want to be in a place where there was no laws, then we could move to a place where there's anarchy. And I don't I'd like to know how that's going to work for you. Uh, I would ask one that tonight I would like to close this uh, meeting in memory of or in memory or for Mrs. Beretta uh, Elmore. Some of you may or may not know her. We call her V, but she also happens to be one of our uh, teachers that teaches in our community program on the jewelry and how to do jewelry and make jewelry. Her son passed, uh, I think, on Thursday night last week. Uh, was Thursday or Friday, and uh, it was uh, unexpected. Clearly, had a, uh, a, a, a an aneurysm, and a young son. So I'd like to ask we close in memory of of her son, Beretta Elmore. Elmore, and then I would ask you guys, being real close uh, to home right now, that uh, you keep my grandson in your prayers. Um, he he's in Kuwait, and he, I heard that. This morning, his wife wrote and said that he, uh, they were packing their bags and that he probably will be uh, deployed over into, into Israel. He thought he was going towards Egypt, but be given what has happened. So I'm kind of like, you know, just holding breath, hoping that whatever we do, we do, and, and that he'll stay uh, out of harm's way. So with that, uh, anybody else have anything to say? And that's my grandson is Jeff. Jeff Smith. So uh, that's it. Yes. yes, every Wednesday. Anything else? If not, uh, I entertain a motion to adjourn. So moved. Second. Okay, it's been moved by uh, Councilmember Tree Hill and seconded by Mayor Pro Tem Carazellis. No objections. We're adjourned. Thank you. <laughs>